Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Get That Bread, a podcast discussing value investing strategies. So on this episode, I want to talk about a particular subject matter that is uh, it's a little unique, and it involves merger arbitrage. And for those of you guys who aren't all that familiar with this particular topic, it's essentially where one company goes out and offers to acquire another company whole at some specified price. Uh, however, you know, after that announcement occurs, the the market price of the target company doesn't adjust accordingly, thereby kind of opening up a uh, a profit potential that can be realized if, in fact, the merger acquisition goes through. So that's essentially what merger arbitrage is. And so let me just give you one quick example. So let's say there's a company, right, company ABC, and it wants to buy out company XYZ for $100 a share. Yet, you know, after the announcement, XYZ, the company, the target company, trades for $90 per share, leaving about a $10 profit potential that investors could realize if, in fact, XYZ gets bought out at the stated price. So quick note, uh, the reason why I, I say potentially realize or could be realized is because, say, if the merger never actually happens or goes through, then the stock price of the acquirer, you know, XYZ in this case, will typically fall back to the price levels of where it was once trading before the announcement occurred. So uh, let me just clear that up a little bit. What do I mean? Kind of using that same example involving ABC company and XYZ company, if XYZ company were trading at $60 a share prior to the announcement of the acquisition, then, you know, after the announcement, it goes up to $90 a share because investors think, oh, you know what? It's going to be bought out at, you know, $100. So the price should go up. And so the only reason why probably it doesn't close entirely, right? Between, you know, the reason why the XYZ doesn't trade at 100 is because possibly some grouping of investors are anticipating that the acquisition doesn't go through. There's risks involved with that. And so it's not going to trade one to one in parity with the stated takeout price. So, you know, in that instance, let's say that scenario doesn't fold, the merger doesn't happen. Uh, and so what happens then is the stock price will go from 90 all the way back down to 60. So if you're an investor who had bought at 90 thinking, oh, you know, this Mac, this acquisition is going to go through, I'm going to, I'm going to gain that $10 uh, profit potential for virtually free, quote unquote. Well, you know, if the acquisition doesn't go through, you just lost 30%. And so that's kind of, that's an enormous risk that you have to consider because the profit potential is $10, whereas the loss potential in this scenario was $30. So that's kind of a really quick nutshell summary of how uh, merger arbitrage works. I typically shy away from merger arbitrage opportunities, particularly for that reason, uh, because oftentimes the loss potential is far larger than the than the gain potential, and because there are and because of that, it's seriously risky. Uh, because you know, like I said, the merger or acquisition could never, in fact, materialize. So, um, but with that being said, the reason why I want to talk about this particular subject matter today and the stock today is because this situation that I'm looking at and I kind of want to bring to your guys' attention, it to me, it seems so unique. It's so different uh, in the sense that in either scenario that I'm looking at, whether the 
the merger goes through or gets delayed or doesn't in fact go through, I still think that you're going to walk away with a really con- compelling investment opportunity. So what's the company, right? Uh, the company is LSC Communication, ticker symbol LKSD. So who are the parties involved? So like I mentioned, the acquirer or the target company is LSC Communications and the acquirer is a company called Quad Graphics Inc., ticker symbol Q-U-A-D. So LSC Communications, it offers pretty much traditional and digital print, print print-related services in various office products. Whereas Quad Graphics, it is a competitor of LKSD, um, but it's, you know, Quad is trying to reinvent itself in being able to offer a a whole suite of marketing solutions for clients, including uh, media development and marketing management services as well, while also providing uh, logistics services, uh, among others. So that's kind of the, the inside scoop around the two companies. Okay, so a little background on this merger and the terms of the merger. So it was first announced on October 30th, 2018, so last fall. And now at the time of the announcement, management disclosed that they were anticipating on closing on that merger by mid-2019. So think probably in the next two to four months. So we're kind of getting close to that deadline. And now another little piece, important piece about that merger is that it's anticipated to be an all-stock transaction. So what that means is for every one LKSD share, it will be exchanged and converted into the right to receive 0.625 share of Class A quad common stock. Let me repeat that one more time. One LKSD share, right, is going to be converted into 0.625 Class A quad common stock. Just to clarify one thing, why did I say Class A? Quad, you know, quad graphics operates with a dual class structure. And so I just want to clarify this. It's not, in my view, entirely relevant to this discussion, but for those of you who are kind of scratching your heads and need some clarification, uh, quad, you know, their their class B shares, they're ex- almost exclusively held by the founding family of quad graphics. The economic interests are the same. They just have different voting interests. They have, I think, 10 voting rights per share versus one for a class A. But the class B shares, they don't trade openly in the stock market or in the finan- or anywhere in the financial markets. So again, I don't think it's all too, too relevant for this discussion here. But for those of you guys who needed some clarification, I just wanted to throw that out to you guys. Concerning the required conditions for the merger to be affected, uh, insofar as I understand, there appears to be only one last hurdle that needs to be overcome, and that's the regulatory consent from the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC. Um, the merger has already been approved by both LKSD shareholders and Quad shareholders, and the merger isn't contingent upon any kind of outside financing or anything along those lines. It just needs to await hearing uh, back from these regulatory bodies and then it's kind of off to the races into affecting this transaction. And the last interesting piece about the terms of this merger or what's going to happen post-merger is that Quad's management team, they're anticipating about $135 million in net synergies as a result of this uh, combination. And it's expected to be realized over the subsequent two years 
after the uh, the transaction occurs. So that's something interesting to keep in mind of uh, later on in this conversation. Okay, so moving on, let's go into the discussion around, okay, what is the upside opportunity here? What's what's What can investors possibly realize? So as of the date of this recording, you know, LKSD shares closed at uh, $7 per share. And then quad closed at $12.57 per share. So, you know, if we were to imagine that the, that price, uh, those price levels for LKSD and quad persist up to the date of the merger, that means each and every LKSD shareholder is going to receive in value the amount of $7.00 and 0.856 in value. How do I get there? Well, the exchange ratio is uh, for every one LKSD share, you're going to get 0.625 quad share. So in order to get to the $7 and let's just call it 86 cents, you're going to do 0.625 times Uh, $12.57, which is going to get you to the value that LKSD shareholders will receive. So what that implies is that LKSD shareholders are going to immediately gain about 12.2%. Now, that's simply the merger arbitrage alone. But in addition to that, what, what I didn't mention before is that LKSD, the company, issues and offers a regular quarterly dividend of 26 cents per share. So what that implies is you're gonna receive an incremental 3.7% on top of the 12.2% if you're a shareholder as of the date of record on May 15, 2019. So shareholder on record, quote unquote, what does that mean? What that means is, Whoever is an existing shareholder as of that date is eligible to receive 26 cents per share. So if you're an investor considering this particular opportunity, you actually have to execute your purchase order by the market close before the market close on Monday, May 13th of this year in order for your trade, your purchase order to settle, which takes two business days after you execute your order, and that will allow you to be an effective shareholder on record as of May 15, 2019. Otherwise, if you don't, you will not be eligible to receive the 26 you know, cents per share dividend, and therefore, you're not going to get that incremental 3.7% return uh, on top of that 122 uh, that I just mentioned. If you do get involved prior to that date and... Um, if you are an, or if you are an existing shareholder, what that means, right, the, the, mer- the merger arbitrage plus the dividend, then that means you are potentially going to realize 15.9% you know, returns within a two to four month time frame as of the date of this recording. Big whoop-de-doo, 15.9%. I mean, that's not like a home run. Who cares about that? But... Let me hold you right there for a second. If you annualize 15.9%, that means you actually get an upside of approximately 48% to 95%. So keep in mind that 15.9%, you're realizing that in 
in a time frame that's less than a year. So you're realizing that in two to four months, if you were to annualize that rate of return, 15.9, for you know 12 months, uh, you, again, like I said, your actual annualized rate of return is 48% to 95%. That's a pretty compelling rate of return. And um, I think that's kind of compelling. Okay, so next kind of um, part of our conversation is going to be naturally, okay, that's a... That's a pretty nice return potential. How do I execute the order or how do I execute the trade? Now, there are a few ways of going about this kind of situation, but I think in my view, there's only one, in my opinion, that makes the most, you know, the most sense or is the most prudent and advantageous method. So, you know, typically, you know, the first one is you can do a long short. And when I say long short, that's kind of just kind of industry jargon or lingo to say, hey, you can buy or long shares of LKSD while simultaneously shorting shares of QUAD, Q-U-A-D. And so that's kind of the textbook approach to executing a merger arbitrage opportunity. Um, because when you, when you execute that kind of trade, you're actually kind of quote unquote, ensuring that the investor gains off of the pricing discrepancy. If the merger actually grows, goes through. Okay. So even though it's kind of the textbook approach, I don't think it's the most, um, advantageous or the most prudent way of going about this particular, uh, opportunity. And the reason is because, or there are a couple of reasons rather. The first is, I don't know the margin rate. I know my margin rate, and it's really high, and it's expensive to short stocks. And that's going to dramatically change the return potential of this particular trade. Also, when you're shorting a company, um, Quad is a dividend-issuing company. So when you short a dividend-issuing company, you know you have to, in addition to the margin rate or the cost of shorting, you're going to have to pay for the dividend that the sh- the company you short pays. So that's going to be that means it's even more expensive for you to short that particular company. And lastly, you know, if this merger doesn't get executed ultimately, uh, which I don't think is likely, but in the in the off chance that the merger falls through and, and it doesn't get executed, quad shares could very much likely revert back to levels where it was trading at prior to the all stock. Um, acquisition announcement. So, you know, you as an investor for having shorted quad shares, you may have to, you know, you're going to have to pay for the shorting. You're going to have to pay for the dividend that quad owes or quad pays. And then on top of that, if the merger doesn't get executed, you're going to see that stock price shoot back up to where it was trading at prior to the acquisition announcement. So that's, that's kind of how these, these trades kind of blow up in your face. So even though it's kind of a sexy thing to say, I'm going to put in a pair trade, I'm going to do a long short here, you know, in all, in all practical intents and purposes, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's the most practical way about executing this kind of, or capitalizing off this kind of, this kind of opportunity. The other way is putting in a long order, you know, purchasing shares of LKSD while simultaneously buying put options on quad. Q-U-A-D. Again, it's the same principle. Uh, you'd run into the same, you'd run into similar, not the same risks, but similar risks, right? 
if your options expire worthless, you know, that's that that meaningfully changes the return potential that you could realize um, in this kind of scenario. And then so it, it kind of ultimately, you know, also depending upon which option you buy, you don't know, you know, the the exercise price could be quite high or you know, it kind of overcomplicates what otherwise could be, in my view, a much simpler, much safer transaction. And so the last option that comes to my mind in the much simpler and most advantageous method is, why not just long or buy LKSD shares? I think that's the best route um, to consider. And so when I look about, when I, when I, and when I break down all the scenarios, um, I think simply longing or simply buying LKSD shares offers the best, you know, return potential in every scenario. So let's just say the merger never happens; it falls through. So what that implies, I think, is LKSD shares it could revert back to where it was. Like I said, revert back to where it was trading prior to the announcement, which is closer to about ten dollars per share. The reason why in this scenario. Uh, I think LKSD shares go back, go up instead of going down is because after the merger announcement, LKSD shares declined and they declined because they were linked to quad shares. I know it's going to sound a little complicated. I need you to kind of bear with me here uh, and put your thinking caps on. When quad announced their merger with LKSD, they announced that it was going to be an all stock uh, transaction, and they specified what the exchange ratio was going to be. So, if quad shares post announcement start declining because LKSD shares are now linked to quad shares, LKSD shares are going to move in tandem with quad, whether it's down or whether it's up. What, what happened after the announcement is quad shares started to decline. Uh, and so what that did was that was that negatively weighed on LKSD shares. So if you know if this merger falls through, I think LKSD shoots right back to where it was before because it's no longer being weighed down by uh, quads valuation. So if it goes back up to ten dollars um, per share, that implies, in my estimation, a forward PE of six point seven times forward free cash flow yield of 23% and a dividend yield of 10%. So it's not an outrageous valuation level. I think it's, you know, some could view that as a relatively compelling valuation level. And assuming that you get involved in LKSD shares uh, at the at current price levels at around $7 per share or better, you're actually holding on to a 15% dividend yielding stock. Okay, so now let's kind of examine the scenario where the merger is delayed. So under this scenario, shares could, you know, they could remain likely where they are. And if that if that's if that's you know where they remain, again, you're you're holding on to a 15% dividend yielding stock. Uh, assuming the inv- investor or assuming you as the investor purchases at these current levels at around $7 per share or better. 15% dividend yields, I think, are pretty compelling. Now, if the merger is executed, then we go straight back to the scenario that I was discussing earlier regarding the upside potential. You are going to realize about 15.9% within two to four months or on an annualized basis 
a 48% to 95% return. Okay, so moving on to the conversation involving risk, in my view, so when I say in my view, please take this with a grain of salt, and I'm emphasizing that because you need to do your own research at the end of the day, but again, in my view, insofar as I understand, I think the only risks aside from fraud or some act of God is if Quad's share price declines in a very serious way leading up to the date of the merger. As I mentioned earlier, due to the fact that LKSD shares are linked to Quad shares um, resulting from that 0.625 exchange ratio, LKSD shares you know, will move in tandem with Quad's. And so if Quad's valuation drops, it's likely that LKSDs will drop as well. But let's actually go ahead and examine that scenario where Quad's valuation does in fact decline in a very material way. So if you're an investor in LKSD shares and you got involved at around the $7 per share price level or better, your Quad equivalent value is $11.20 per share. How did I get there? $7 divided by the exchange ratio of 0.625 gets you to $11.20. But your break-even value is in fact lower than that. It's actually $10.78. Why? Because as an LKSD shareholder, you're going to get $0.26 per share in dividends uh, within about a month or two time frame. So your actual cost basis is going to be $0.7 minus $0.26 per share divided by Uh, 0.625, which gets you to a break-even threshold in quad equivalent per share terms of $10.78. So in other words, your quad equivalent break-even value is $10.78 per share. So quad's valuation would have to fall to that price level or lower before you actually even lose money if you owned LKSD shares at $7 per share. So that's about a 14% decline from Quad's current price levels. Again, although I don't think that's entirely likely, um, it could possibly happen. Now, if that possibility were to unfold, what actually do you own? Well, at that Quad equivalent price level of $11.20, you actually own a business uh, post-quad transaction or on a pro forma basis uh, that's going to generate an 8.8% dividend yield, a 30% free cash flow yield, and a forward 2019 price earnings multiple of 5.8 times based on my estimates. Now, assuming the structural decline in print is offset by the $135 million net synergies that are anticipated over the next two years, Quad, on a pro forma basis, could effectively buy itself out in approximately 3.4 years, given how high the free cash flow yield is. So in short, if Quad's valuation does dip below $10.78, which is your break-even threshold, and you lose money on the merger arbitrage trade, including the dividend that comes with LKSD, uh, you still, at the end of the day, uh, are walking away with a pro forma quad business that's generating a very compelling level of free cash flow, uh, a decent dividend yield, and a relatively low PE. So you're walking away with a business at a bargain price. Uh, Many would view that as a bargain price level. And so I think 
you know, in summary, no matter the circumstance that seems to unfold regarding LKSD shares, whether the merger goes through, whether it's delayed, whether it's executed, uh, whether Quad's valuation declines in a very material way, I think ultimately the the investor is walking away with more value than the cost that's involved. I think whether it's heads or tails, uh, you win as an investor uh, in LKSD shares if you get involved at about $7 per share or better. So that's just my kind of conclusion on this particular situation. And unfortunately, we just don't have all the time in the world to really consider it. Again, I think the, the deadline to really consider whether or not you want to get involved is when is, is the record date for LKSD's dividend, which is, I believe, May 15th, as I said earlier, um, or rather May 13th, which is when the last day you have to submit an order before it settles to be on record. Yeah, I'd love your feedback on this particular idea. It's, it's not every day where I think uh, a value investor would get involved with merge arbitrage, uh, just given how many risks are involved. But this situation appears pretty unique for me. And so, uh, yeah, if, if you found this episode to be helpful, you found you saw you, um, you saw something new or you learned something, I'd really appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button, give us five-star reviews, um, send us some feedback. And also, just to give you a heads up, we have similar content available on YouTube uh, just to complement what we're doing here on our podcast channel. So uh, definitely check us out there. And I, uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode. All right. Take care. Bye. The opinions expressed in this podcast reflects the opinions of the presenter at the time they were made and are subject to change any time after the date of the podcast's production without notice. These opinions are not intended to be a forecast of future events, a guarantee of future results, or investment advice. This podcast is for educational purposes only. While the statements made in this podcast is based on publicly available information and is believed to be accurate as of the date given, no representation is made with regard to its accuracy or completeness. This podcast and the affiliated content are neither an offer nor a solicitation to buy or sell securities. The presenter and its affiliates may directly hold securities mentioned in this material.